yeah, it's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. And y'all know what time it is. Chi, what's the biggest sell, biggest dub of the week? Oh, Wolchuk, it's Wednesday. I'm so happy. You ready to figure out who's uh, had a rough one? Hump day. I love rough ones. I love rough ones on a hump day. But there's uh, some good news out there, too. Don't worry. Obviously. Let's get happy. Not as much good news as there is bad news. Never is. But uh, the world we live in. You know, it's an exciting time. Biggest L, biggest dub. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, welcome to the safest of spaces. With Zach Walchuk and Eric Chiafalo. Together, we are the Nosebleed Seats. On days like today, I just go through the Rolodex of the last eh, five to seven days. And I, I fill you in on who's had, man, just... Just a really, really rough week. But then I follow it up. We get happy with people who have had a great week. And the thing is, most of the time, there's more L takers than dub winners. This week's no different, Wolchuk. We start with our biggest L honorable mentions. Have you ever heard of Clay Matthews? Yeah, I've heard of Clay. Clay has been a thorn in my side. He kind of just drafted that Vander Esch guy. Yeah, except without the long hair. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but there's something there. They just remind me of each other. I'll, if he can turn into a Clay Matthews type, although he's going to play inside. I know Clay has played inside, but he was always better at that 3-4 outside guy. But if he can have a similar career, I'll be thrilled. Well, let's see if his career can continue to be fantastic. Why? What happened to him? You all right? Well, the linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, known as Clay Matthews, Got hit in the face what? over the weekend. They with, ruined that Fabio perfect face? I know. That beautiful face of his got smacked with a line drive in a charity softball game. He was pitching. Person hits the ball. Line drive. Right in the face. Bang. Blood everywhere. He immediately puts his face in his glove and just starts rushing over to the to the what do they call it? The bullpen or whatever? The dugout? Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever man. they call that thing. Off the freaking field. And, uh, yeah, man, there was blood all over the place. I mean, he got smacked. That's what I'm thinking about, man, would I ever want to play baseball? I was thinking, man, if I was ever a pitcher, I would be so scared. People always thinking about being the hitter and how you always, you know, get hit by pitches or whatever. But that that off chance that every blue moon, somebody hits the freaking ball right back at the pitcher, and you have no time, dude. A ball coming off a bat's flying at you. Yeah. Come right rip you in the face. And it's all for a charity game too, man. Clay freaking Matthews. <laughs> he tweeted later on. He said, thank you for all the concern and well wishes. I busted my nose pretty good. I'll have surgery once the swelling subsides. And I will never be playing in this charity game again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is why I've always been so against charities. Well, Chuck, you always get on to me for it. I'm like, man, bad things always happen. It's just a shame. Now nah, you're still a bad person. He said he's thankful as it could have been much more serious. It could have been serious. It could have been a knee. It could have been an AC. It could have been a ligament to joint. Lose, lose an eye. Lose an eyeball. That nose could be completely off its face. Can't you, even you think smell he's going to look football a little anymore. different next time we see Clay Matthews' face? You Maybe he's going to look a little okay, different. So you're, you know, you're all about the, the ratings, the scale. Okay, yeah, Where, scale where would guy. you have rated Clay Matthews' pre-facial reconstruction? Yeah, pre-softball uh, to the face. Wow. He is borderline 10. He's a handsome man. I was going to say a hard nine for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. So maybe hard this nine. drops him to an eight. I mean, he's still that hair, I think, much like for you, mm-hmm. I yeah. think the hair is what 
elevates his sex appeal for me. Absolutely. If he cut the hair off, it'd be a little bit like Samson. You know, he just would not be the same person I'm with you on or off the field. Uh, but the good thing about Clay is he can also. Have you ever seen him scruff it up with that beard? No. You ever oh, see him yeah. go I'm winter Wisconsin linebacker beard? You know, you know what he looks, looks like. Good. I know you're not into Game of Thrones, but he could be a straight up wildling baby. Oh yeah, I was thinking the same. Oh thing. yeah, I was totally thinking that. Well, Chuck, God, we're on the same page. Clay Matthews, first honorable mention L of the week. I hope that face gets better, pal. Let's head to the NBA. Now, we went around the rim yesterday. I think we just briefly, briefly mentioned it, but we're really going to dig deep here on Mr. Brian Calangelo, VP. So what in the world? This maybe dude, he get caught sending nudies again, or what's the, the deal? No, not nudies this time, but uh, this past week, the ringer unleashed. Man, it was a freaking bombshell report. Showed that uh, either Calangelo himself... This is the president of the Sixers, or someone close to him used burner Twitter accounts, not unlike Kevin Durant, to anonymously bash Sixers players and their former executive that he took over for, uh, Mr. Sam Hinkie. Um, and not only that, but uh, Colangelo also like talked up himself on these burner accounts, talked about like he would have these like, oh man, Colangelo did. I love the move Colangelo just made. Yeah. You know, like, you know, kind of talking himself hey, up in the Twitter we streets. Got fans yeah. that like your GM. Exactly, exactly. So this, doing a good job. He this deserves dude, a Colangelo, allegedly, allegedly, had five burner accounts. Five? He admitted to one. So the Ringer, the Ringer is this, uh, whatever, it's this sports company that does writing. It's really good. It's really good. They have podcasts, different things Yeah, like that. who's that old, uh, he used to be on the Bill Simmons, right? Isn't, didn't Bill Simmons Bill start Simmons, The Ringer? I think Bill Simmons think he did started have it. a heavy contribution to The Ringer. Either way, they did some investigative journalism, and uh, they discovered that Colangelo might be behind all these burner accounts. So they reach out to the 76ers, and The Ringer already knows about these five accounts, but they only let the, the Sixers know about one of the accounts. And, uh, or two of the accounts, and Colangelo admits to uh, one of the two accounts that the ringer brings to them. Was it Wanda Durant? Uh, uh, what? No, I don't think it was Wanda. Not this time. Okay. Not this time. But good question. So Colangelo admits to one of the two that the ringer brings to him. And then immediately, within less than an hour, the other five accounts that the ringer already knew about all became private. So as soon as they let Colangelo know about the two accounts, all five, within a matter of minutes, go private. So Colangelo finds out, admits to one, doesn't admit to the other, but then the, the other five or the other three all go private. So there's a little something fishy there. Like, okay, he heard about the one, and then he went and you know did the thing on, on the rest of them. Hopefully the they don't catch the me on those. Yeah. Well, now catch everything's coming out. Everything's coming out to where this dude... Is throwing his wife into the situation He's about his how wife around? Yeah, uh, talking about like a cuckold uh, situation. Or? I don't know if there's a cuckolding situation. Uh, but he's kind of just putting her up for maybe she was the one behind the accounts. Ooh. Yeah, kind of throwing his wife throwing right his... there under the tour bus. Well, you know what? I bet she said, honey, I can take it. I can take this for you. And I think, first of all, what a great lady Oh, phenomenal. on her part. But the sad thing is for Colangelo. Not the cuckold thing. Good old Brian. Uh, doesn't matter, man. If your wife was behind it, if it was you, if it was anybody close to you, man. It was him, man. Because he's got all this. He, the other thing about the tweets that he was sending out from these burner accounts is information about players not passing physicals, like Jalil Okafor, who was trying to, they were trying to trade uh, one team, but the deal fell through and, and no one knew about it. But Colangelo knew, obviously, that it was because Okafor didn't pass the physical. 
That, so one that of those word didn't get out, but one of those burner accounts wow. tweeted out. So there was some information that only a select few of people would have known about in the Sixers organization, and he's just willy-nilly tweeting this stuff out. So that means if your wife was behind it, that means you're telling your wife this information, There's and she's no. obviously not trustworthy enough to let it out. Let me ask you a few questions. Go ahead. One, do you really believe his wife was behind this? No, not at all. Okay, me either. Not even for a second. We'll second, go. and this is really the the last question. It's a little bit longer. But when we've seen players get in trouble before, whether it's for steroids or stuff like this, whenever they're just honest, they get ahead of it, I feel like it usually turns out much better and it just blows over. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're a GM of an NBA franchise, you're probably going to lose that job. But He's if, losing this job. But if you're just out in front of it and you're just open and you're honest, I mean, I think we're in a very forgiving society these days. Yeah. He'll he, probably come back around in a year or two once this kind of people forget about it and he'll land himself with another gig. But the fact that he's being pretty shady about this, and now the Sixers are, are launching an inside investigation. Oh, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot more dirty laundry that comes out. Honestly, he's probably screwing his future. I think today we might find out uh, if he loses his job or not. I bet he get, he's probably going to get canned today, if not today, probably within the next couple of days. Wow. So uh, this, golly, good old Brian Colangelo taking a massive, a massive L this week, Big throwing his out. wife in, involved and Hugh man, Freeze this is size, bro. Yeah, Hugh Freeze, Jeez, and, and I'm Hugh? glad you brought Hugh up because he's one of our uh, just weekly staple honorable mention L takers for that Tampa Bay prostitution scandal he had. What he's using that Ole Miss? Yeah, Walsh, Hugh? believe it or not, no. Hugh Bible thumping Hugh was, was out there Houston in Tampa nuts. Bay dialing up. Nope, wasn't Houston. It was Hugh. And uh, he's out there, Tampa Bay, dialing up the old prostitutiones. I told him to use Louisiana, not yeah. Tampa. No, he did Tampa. That stuff comes out, and man. And guess what else he did, Wolchuk? I don't know if you warned him or not, but he okay. used he used his uh, he used his work phone instead of using his burner phone, like uh, Colangelo probably uh, would have. Idiot. So uh, yeah, Hugh Freeze, another honorable mention, L Taker. Thank you, Brian Colangelo, for getting us for bridging us to that Hugh Freeze Lew honorable mention, L. There. Now, let's stick in the NBA. We mentioned it yesterday. Nabas? Mr. J.R. Smith had got a sports moment that will never be forgotten. Chris Webber-esque moment. And I said yesterday, and I still believe, it's maybe the most iconic play in NBA Finals history. Yeah, no, it is. It's going to be played forever, much like Leon Lett's strip fumble at the one-yard line. Even though the Cowboys blew out Buffalo in that game, that's the one highlight that always gets showed. But at least Leon Lett and the Cowboys won that game. Yeah. Right? Now, as greedy as this statement is, could have been the most points ever scored in the history of the Super Bowl if mm. he does score that. Ah, but that stings, huh? Whatever. The Super Still Bowl. Still keeps you up at night. Super Bowl ring is fine. I'm surprised you remember that. Yeah, no, I remember it all well. As soon as I came out of the... I remember the day I was born. Yeah, well, it was practically the same day. So the $15 million per year man... J.R. Smith forgot the score of a finals game in which he was playing in where there was four seconds left in the bleeping game. And this isn't all happening really, really fast. This is at the free throw line, man. Okay? (laughs) This is at the bleeping free throw line. This is where you gather yourself. This is where you look at the score, the breather. You wink at the hottie in the stands. Hey, baby. But the main thing you do here is you freaking check the score of the bleeping game. Know the time. Know the situation, bleepholes. Good God. George Hill's at the line. Makes the first free throw. Ties the game. Short arms the second one because, you know, George Hill, he had... 
He had a little lemon booty right He's there. He's used to coming just up just it. a little short. He, he came a little short. Tight. He was puckering. Yeah. Yeah, that lemon booty got him bad. JR gets the board. We all know. All he has to do is put it back up. But what up? The ball. Ah. But JR. Both think, or just one? He thinks the Cavs already won. Takes the ball. Runs in the complete opposite direction. You know the rest. Honestly, I thought he was going to dunk the ball in the, in the Warriors goal. I thought like, he was truly. too. I thought he was about to face slam, like, palm slam. Did he just... What, what, what are you up? doing, JR? What are you doing? But, um, man, not only was he confused, but his total gaffe <laughs> ended up making a professional like Mark Kestisher of ESPN Radio who was doing the play-by-play call. He made Mark have a total unprofessional moment. He even well. questioned his own sanity in that moment? Yeah, and we have the audio of it. Mark Kestisher no, of yeah, ESPN Radio. Baby. He's play-by-play in this, and we all know how it played out. But let's listen to Mark tell the story in real time as he thinks, J.R. Smith, what the bleep are you doing? Trying to untie the game. 4.7 seconds to go in game one. Free throw line to our right. Hill dips, free throw up, free throw's going to be short, rebounded by Smith, two seconds to go, he dribbles out, they got a foul, they can't get him, the Cavaliers on the road, stunning the Golden State Warriors in game one, tied at 107, my bad, tied at 107. Good God, isn't that awful? So he didn't even know. No, he he, he had no idea. Poor wow. Mark. Well, well, my he, bad, my bad. Yeah, I know, I know, I love that. Game's love over, that. Yeah. but oh, no, no, hold on, my bad, it's my bad. Tied. It's tied, it's tied, my bad, fellas. Overtime's up, it's tied, it's tied. Let's regroup here. Imagine He's if totally you're a Cleveland Cavaliers fan and you're listening I know on you're the listening. radio, you're like, yeah. yes! We stole game one on the road, finally! Thank you, JR! Wait, what? My bad. Great board, it's JR! It's tied. Such a clutch rebound, JR. Wow. Wait, you mean to tell me JR Smith, of all people in NBA history, who would love to shoot the ball at any given moment? I wonder if that guy was back for game two. The bleeping ball? It's just amazing. And I wonder if it would have been funnier if there was any other player that that happened to. And I just can't think of a, another player in the league that it would be funnier. Than it happening to J.R. Smith. No, I mean, right. obviously, like if Jamel McGee did something ridiculous well, in that he, game, he that also had a bad moment. In yeah, that well, game. he got stuffed by the rim. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah. So, but but man, J.R. Smith just with the blunder of the year there, totally incredible. Has to take an L there, and uh, it, it really is the NBA where truly anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything. You get it. Anything like Henny? Like J.R. Smith. Yeah. Loves, loves Henny. Drinking Henny. I dig it. That Hennessy. was subtle. Subtle. Yeah. That's no, he was sexual. Was he? Do you think he was drunk there? Do you think he was high? No. Uh, I, it I was think, a weed I think moment. Neither. I think, I think that was a, a weed moment. No, I don't. I, I think he wishes it was. I mean, unless he's hitting some kind of like CBD pen or something on the sideline, he'd have sweat everything out by then, man. Well, then he has the audacity at the end of the game. To because uh, everybody could see on the court when it happened when LeBron's staring at him like what the bleep are you doing, and it, everybody can see that it looks like Jr. saying to LeBron, uh, "I I thought we were ahead, you know, like I thought we already had the lead. I was dribbling the clock out, you know. I thought we just won the freaking game, kind of deal." So they ask him about it after the game, and he denies that. Says no, he knew it was going on, all this stuff. Well, then before game two, he comes out and says, "You know what? 
after thinking about it, which I'm honestly a little <laughs> bit surprised there, JR does do some thinking, so we can dispel that. After rumor, hitting uh, a couple shots of Henny, and uh... he said, after thinking about it, I can't say I was sure of anything at that point. I was obliterated. I ate an edible, I guess, before the game, and or maybe at halftime. I wasn't expecting the brownie to kick in that late. Man. It should have kicked in way before, threw me off. I had four gummies. And I, I wasn't have had sure about anything. Leading into the fourth quarter. It's just absolutely <laughs> amazing. I'm so happy that it happened to J.R. Smith. Oh, my gosh. Good God. Couldn't have, couldn't have picked a better person for that to happen to. So do you an honorable mention, L, my friend, the biggest L, and that is because... Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a rap beef taking place right before our eyes. I love rap and I love beef. I know you do, man. And Those are two uh, of my favorite things conforming into one great thing. Because you can do beef on keto. Beef on keto all day. Man. Just not on any bread. No bread. Or no beef on bread. Just beef. Rice, pasta, nothing. Can you do beef curtain on keto? <laughs> or is that not allowed either? That's for another time. So, uh, Pusha T, have you ever heard of him? Pusha T? Pusha T. No. All right, so he's a rapper. He is a rapper. He's a 41-year-old rapper who, (laughs) if you're not really balls deep in rap, you probably don't really know this guy a whole lot. But he is in Kanye West's record label called Good Music. Is he the one that sings the poopity scoopity doop song? Um, I, well, Kanye, Kanye does. I don't know if Push is involved Poopity, in that. Or you know, not. it's like it's like Poopity Scoop. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. A, it's weird. Yeah, that was that was Kanye. I don't know if Pusha was involved in that, but either way, Pusha I mean, like, T, like Pusha, he'd be talking poop. You do know Drake though, right? The rapper Drake. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I know. You might know him from Degrassi. I know Jimmy from anything. Degrassi. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's the same guy. He's a rapper now. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, he debatable. Might, he might be the best. In the biz. He's no Post Malone. Him and Pusha T have had this little beef going on, and so Pusha T dropped a song a couple of weeks ago that basically uh, was a diss track aimed at Drake. So Drake responded really, really, really quick with a song called Duppy Freestyle, D-U-P-P-Y Freestyle, and it was awesome. Drake just freaking murdered him. Thanks for sending it to me. I we, thought we were boys. We thought, well, I thought he put Pusha T in the body bag, but then Pusha T comes back. No, he claps. Didn't. Back oh. so bleeping hard with a song called Adidon, A D D I D O N. All right. And there's a line in the song in which Pusha T is talking about Drake and he says, quote, You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. Deadbeat mother bleepa playing border patrol. Oh, Adonis is your son, and he deserves more than an Adidas press run. That's real. So that's a line from the song, basically claiming there, Drake, you have a you have a son, you have a uh, an illegitimate son somewhere that no one knows about. No one knows Drake has a kid. Okay, well, turns out he does. Wow, <laughs> show it's Charlemagne radio show. Yeah, I just found out about that. A couple says, well, why did you say? Because he talks about in the, in the line that I just read, he said he deserves more than an Adidas press run. Talking about his son. Well. uh... Pusha T on the radio says the Adidas situation is this. Allegedly, Drake's new line on Adidas, his new shoe line, is called Adenon, which is named after his son, Adonis. So Drake's son is named Adonis, and Drake was doing this Adidas line for his shoes that was just about to drop called Adenon. I don't really know, Tell you but what, it was, dude. it's going to make a lot of money. If, man, I mean, it all comes together because Adonis is also the son of Apollo Creed. Now, this is a fictional character. But that's the name of Apollo Creed's son, who also was an illegitimate 
child out of wedlock that he kind of hid under the radar. And then eventually when Adonis Creed was killed in Rocky four by Drago, baby mama finds, well, not baby mama, but wifey finds out and ends up in Creed taking in said Adonis, raising him and the rest is history. But this does seem very coincidental that he would name that child Adonis probably around the same time that Creed came out. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So Adonon is the name of Drake's upcoming Adidas line, and now that name will be associated with this beef and Push's monstrous diss track, Push's basically screwed up Drake's brand before it came out. Because so, now, if he, if Drake launches this Adidas line oh, so called Adonon, no, it was about to come out. Oh, but no. now now the, the, the term Adonon is only associated with the diss track that Pusha T completely obliterated Drake on. So Drake can't come out with a line called Adonon because everybody thinks of Adonon as Drake getting shredded on the diss track. Why doesn't he straight up call it Adonis? Yeah, I know. That's how I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, okay, well, then just use the freaking Sung's actual name, which yeah. I don't know why they're not doing in the first place. But either way, Drake got just... Oh, and on the song, you find out that the mother of this illegitimate child is actually a porn star or a former porn star. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm not sure of her name, so I'm sorry, Walchuk, but I'm sure you've seen a Lisa countless, Ann. countless number of her videos. Probably. Uh, so, yeah, Drake, you're taking the biggest L this week because Pusha T shredded you, and then now you can't even come out with your Adidas line that was supposed to already drop the other day. But you had to postpone it because, well, the name of it is the exact name of the diss track that you got shredded on. So, Drake, you are the biggest L of the week. Loser. Let's get happy, Walt Chuck. What do you say? I'm all about it. I'm already chubbing through my shorts. Me too, man. And we've been here too long. I'm not even wearing shorts. Sorry we've been here so long talking about losers. Let's get happy, all right? (laughs) We're going to get real sentimental here from my boy, uh, Jim Kelly. Oh, gosh. This isn't happy. This is sad. Former Hurricane. Oh. Former Bill, but we don't like to talk about that. Really? He's a former Hurricane. He will receive the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance at this year's ESPYs. It was just announced the other day. So thank God the ESPYs are coming back, bringing back good Perseverance Awards, Jimmy V Awards like they did. Uh, I think they did a Stuart Scott one a few years ago. Oh, it was beautiful. They've they done some good stuff. They, they threw a little wrench curveball in there with Caitlyn Jenner a couple years ago, but they're coming back strong. You know, like Caitlyn, what'd you have wrong with Caitlyn? With Jim, I just don't know if you get an award for chopping your balls off. Bravery, but, baby, hey. bravery. Jim Kelly, he's been battling cancer, you know, for at least like five yes, years now. No, something he, like that. He's beat it. It's come back. He's beat the I mean, crap out of it multiple son of times. Yeah, he's a tough SOB. We are, uh, what, it's Kelly Strong, right? Yeah, Kelly, Kelly Strong. Strong. So, uh, By the yeah, way, his daughters, there. that's another good Google. No disrespect, Mr. Kelly, but your your daughters are gorgeous. Wow. Daughters plural. Yes. Interesting. Should I should I do a live Google now or should you, I hold off? Uh, well, you're in the moment, so hold off. But really, wow. you should, you should definitely. Okay. In fact, everybody listening should Google that. Yeah, I'll bookmark it and I'll, I'll check that out. Jim Kelly's got hot daughters. All right, awesome. Uh, but also, Jim Kelly is going to be the SB winner for Jimmy V Pers- uh, Perseverance this year. So thank you, SBs. Thank you, Jimmy. Congrats, homie. You're the man. All right, and uh, our biggest dub of the week is. Doris Burke! Well, Doris. Doris! Does this have anything to do with those uh, like high school highlights they were showing of her? No, but those were awesome, those, man. Dude, she was Doris a baller. was a baller back yeah, in the day. She yeah. was. And did you even see her? They, they cut to her afterwards, and she's doing handles like pregame with the mic in her hand. Yeah, bro, she was next level. You know, oh, yeah, uh, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah Doris do is that. a baller, man. Yeah, no, she's, she, was, uh, she was a killer on the hardwood. And now uh, ESPN announced Monday they've reached a multi-year extension with Miss Burke. 
the NBA analyst slash reporter. She's been there since 1991. Really? Uh, but her new deal, uh, she'll continue to serve as a regular NBA game analyst. Well, I think she does a great job. And uh, she debuted this past season working the sidelines for ESPN's conference finals and finals. Uh, so she'll be doing that. So love me some Doris. Congrats, baby doll. And uh, you're the biggest dub of the week. So you do. I, there's a lot of people, much like we were talking about Golden State yesterday, that I know that don't like Doris Burke. Ah, man, that's that's a tough one for me. I feel like, you know, if, if you don't like Doris, you might be one of those guys that doesn't really like any women talking about, you know, sports. Yeah, uh, because yeah, no, that's it, a fair. It, because it, Doris does a great job. I was going to say, man, like that's, that's a tough. You can't really be hating on Doris no, Burke. I think dude. she's and very good. She knows what she's talking about. She does a hell of a job. And uh, for for eighty five, man, she's sexy as hell. She's eighty five. <laughs> you lying sack of <laughs> No, dude, she's not eighty five. Mark but that. Honestly, let's figure out. Let's figure out how old Doris Burke is. She's been there since nineteen ninety one. I can why, Google that. Actually, now, why I, don't you take a guess? Why don't you take a guess? I'll Google it. I think. You take a guess. Ooh. I'm going to guess 56. 56? She's been there since 91. Dang. Maybe in the 60s. Yeah, she's she's been there since 91, dude. So let's figure this out. Oh, you know what? I'm going to stay. I, I'm going to stay with... Maybe she was just super young. I'm going to go with 56. I think that that's... She's in the 50s. You think... Okay, 50s. Let's go between 50 and 55 or between 56 and 60? I think probably closer to 50 to 55. Okay. I think she looks great no matter what. So love you, Doris. And, you know who really does think she Doris, looks great? Like, kind of has a little crush on her. Isn't it Drake? No, no, no. It's not Drake. Well, it, it is Drake. But who, oh, who Drake are you does talking think, about? Does, yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah, he loves. Oh, I her. didn't know that. I was thinking talking about a more of a friend of the show. Oh, Nick Nepic. Yes. Really? Nick kind of thinks she's a little sexy. Yeah, like her basketball knowledge. I feel like she's grandma sexy, but yeah, dude, her her, like, uh, her basketball knowledge does bit. it does. Give yeah. me a little bit of a chub. Uh, so my computer is good. God, it's so slow, Wolchuk. You want me to just do this? <sighs> nope. I'm going to do it on my phone right now. Nope, I'm on it. Nope. It's literally Doing pulling it. up. Oh, I've got the year. Got it. Doris Burke, age, guess it. Do you know it? I, I saw it. I'm, it, it would be uh, rude of me to... It would be not honest. However, I was correct in 50 to 55. Dang it. 52 years old. 52. One Doris Burke. She's divorced. It happily? says on there. Uh, I don't know about happily, but it does say she was once married and is now divorced. Nice. So, Nick, you got a shot, brother. Yeah, dude. Nick, even though Nick's engaged now. So, I think not he's kind of taking Nick. himself off the market for us. There. Oh, he is engaged now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Congratulations. We lost a good one. We, we lost a good one, boys and girls. Yes, we did. Doris Burke, Congratulations. Sorry to the rest of you. He took L's this week. Winning. That's it, Walchuk. Thanks I, for playing. I love playing. This is one of my favorite segments that we do. It's a hump day. I hope everybody's having a fun Wednesday. Enjoy the middle of your week. We'll be back tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow? Fuck around. Well, what? Now it's fuck around. All right. We'll have the bleep around tomorrow. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Tied at 107. My bad. Tied at 107. <laughs>